You are now listening to the Moon Child. It's February 12th. It's a nice day out here in Sacramento, surprisingly. It was just raining last night. It was gloomy and cloudy all day yesterday. And now all of a sudden, it's bright and sunny. It's giving me good Friday Friday vibes. Um, I am recording again, back-to-back days. Feeling more motivated than ever to keep coming out with these episodes. We're gonna hit that fifty hit hit that fifty episode milestone soon, but this is episode twenty four now. And I was thinking about something, and as the games was coming on today, that I want what I wanted to talk about was the the rise of the G League. So they had some of the the G League right now. um, As if you don't know, every team has their own affiliate, and they're all in the bubble to get games in, have their little G League season right now. And the G League is on the rise, you know. Uh, I don't think anybody's realizing the impact or the impact that that is going to happen in the future. It's becoming a lot like the minor leagues in baseball, you know. Um, This has become a very reliable option to fill out an NBA roster for cheap. And you can sign guys on two-way deals. Say if you, you know, you draft a guy in like the second round, and he has, he's on the, he's not going to fit the nine to ten man rotation that's on the NBA squad. And instead of them riding the bench, they can go back and forth from the G League to the NBA. Because say if there's an injury, he can come back, or they're doing well in the G League, and you want to start giving them NBA minutes right away. So you have that option to just like be able to bring players up, bring them down, just like the minor leagues. And I think, and in my prediction, I think the G League might, there might be an E League, there might be a, a D League again. Like, there might be different levels of this, because basketball is a global game. And if you look at baseball, you got the single A, double A, triple A, A ball, B ball, whatever. They got a whole bunch of systems. That way they can mold their way up. And... uh with the G League system, there's only one league, but I think it might expand. Um, the NBA also has like a, a league in Africa as well. But at the end of the day, they're getting valuable game experience with NBA coaching and get going against professionals. And it's been going up, you know. There's been some really good stars that, that there's been some real gems coming out the G League lately. You know, if you think about some of the names, like the gems that you can find. Spencer Dinwiddie, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Robert Covington, Hassan Whiteside, Danny Green, and probably the GOAT when it comes to this G League stuff, Chris Middleton. <laughs> the, those, those names right there, they're G League GOATs. Now, Siakam was a first-round pick, but he had to develop um, through the G League first, and he won a, a, a championship. And he won MVP, and then in in the G League Finals in 2017 under Nick Nurse, and then two years later he helped the Raptors as the second option win a championship. But Chris Middleton is interesting because he really grinded his way. I think he went to the Pistons, and then he was on the Mad Ants. And to see the superstar he came now, he's making like what 180 million. He got that 180 million for five years. Um, but Danny Green, he helped. He was a valuable piece for the Spurs championship. Whiteside, before you know, he, after he, before he got his money, 
He was one of the he was pretty much the best rim protector in the league and a top five center. Robert Covington was a grinded out three and D guy. Fred Van Vliet, honestly, if I was ten years old right now, Fred Van Vliet would probably be my favorite player. Probably. Um he was undrafted. He was popular in college at Wichita State. He helped um, get that G League championship with Toronto as well. And now he he got himself a big-time deal, and he's shown that he's one of the better. He's a top-20 point guard, shooting guard. He's a top-20 combo guard in the league right now. So you could really find some gems in this G League. And it's, it's interesting because I think – with guys like with teams you know what teams are necessarily looking for like especially t- the teams with like big time stars like the nets uh, or for the warriors for instance the warriors with damian lee when they had kd curry clay like they didn't have no money to like really sign unless minimum deals so they bring up guys from the g league and develop and a guy like damian lee has been a valuable um two-way he's able to shoot the three decently and he's able to defend and he's able to defend the one the two and sometimes the three i look at the development of the g league as something is the as the future now if i bring it to my own team i'm looking at kyle guy he was a rookie last year and he did a whole year in the g league and now he's i think he's still in a two-way but he's not in the orlando bubble in the g league because he's shown that he's good enough to be on the nba roster and that 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 time in stockton showed to be very good time for him where it helped him develop his game rather than just sitting on the bench and the cool thing is like they're affiliated so i'm pretty sure a lot of these g league teams are not far away from where where their original nba team is so for an example the kings are in sacramento and the g league team is in stockton the warriors they're in san francisco the g league team is in santa cruz or there's even something like, well, OKC, their team is in Oklahoma City, and their G League team is in Oklahoma City. So it varies. Um, Boston's G League team is in Maine. Um, so at like five years ago, six years ago, it wasn't like this, though. Like, this is constant evolution. Nobody, like now, like for the past six years, there have been a lot of NBA teams just um, buying rights and starting to own the G League team. That way they can start having rights to these players. Or if they draft somebody like a project, for example, Oklahoma City, since they have hella draft picks, they can take a chance on just a pure project, and that's Pokuveski. They're hoping for that same development that the Bucks got from Giannis. Now imagine if Giannis was able to play in the G League his first year instead of having to ride the bench and average one point and play like five minutes. He would probably got more you know, valuable experience in the G League, able to try to dominate and stuff like that. Even though he still progressed, but I'm saying I'm just putting things in perspective. So it, what the main the main thing that that this can be very valuable. It it can go two ways. This is going to be very very helpful for small market teams. Very helpful, where a situation like the Pelicans or even the Thunder, where you lose your big time star or your big time star don't want to be there no no more. When you trade for a bunch of draft picks, when you get a bunch of draft picks, you're not going to be able to plug all of them in a team, but you will be able to see who you got and you can develop them through the G League. And if you look at OKC's G League team, I've seen two games and they're blowing out teams by 30. So that's something to watch out for. It's going to give small market teams a whole, like a huge 
um, it's not a huge, it's not an advantage, actually. It's not because it's a level playing field, but it's going to give them a chance to see talent and have rights to talent. So I think it's going to be a good way. Uh, I think it's a good thing that the G League is getting more popular. They're getting a little bit more TV time, and I think they're going to start taking over um, the college game, to be honest. Because that goes into my next thing. There's this new thing called the G League and Ignite system. So in this bubble right now, you know, you got the 30, 29 teams or whatever, um, all the G League affiliates. But then you have this uh, this G League Ignite team, just like by the sponsored by the NBA. And it's honestly the new road for top prospects. And it's like a mixture of vets and top prospects. So if you look at the top prospects, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kuminga, they're going to be projected top five. And that's what's huge about this. But then you also got other prospects that were all Americans in high school, like Isaiah Todd and Deshaun Nix, who's probably going to be a lottery to top 20 pick. But because you got two top five guys, G League is starting to take them, is going to start taking them ratings away from college basketball. And they're, those two guys, Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuminga, who are going to be for sure top five picks, in my opinion. They're getting valuable experience that the Kate Cunninghams, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Suggs is not getting. They're getting experience with NBA coaches, NBA vets, because they have because on this Ignite team it's a mixture of the young guys and just some uh just just some vets. Jared Jack is on their team, Amir Johnson, Bobby Brown, and their coach is Byron Scott. And they're getting the, you know, they're getting the experience from what an NBA coach likes. They're getting to be around vets. So they, you know, they they don't have like, you know, them being a five-star prospect going into college, they don't have the keys necessarily given them. They're still having to like work, earn, and learn. Um, they're getting valuable. Um, they're also getting the three-point line, the NBA three-point line. They're learning the NBA system on-court systems and different styles of play and philosophies and you also getting to play with that NBA spacing giving them the ability to showcase their skills instead of a you know a shorter NBA I mean college three-point line and they're ahead of curve on top of that they're like taking the, the NBA is providing them with like financial advising classes and shit like that to help them get prepared when they're actually in the league. So if I'm if I'm a parent or if I'm a five-star prospect and I had a decision to either cuz I'm I already know I'm going to the NBA, you know, if you, if you they already got that type of thing and they're going to the NBA, they're going to be a lottery pick for sure. And you had a decision to make whether you can go through this G League Ignite system, play against NBA talent, be around NBA vets and coaches, play the real NBA game against professionals cuz you're still playing against grown men at the end of the day. Or I would just do a year of college and then dip out while having to do school and not make any money. Because they're also getting money for this. And I think this G League system is just the way to go. If, if you're a five-star, one-and-done prospect. Now, the stars... Now, what this means for the college game, the stars are going to be gone. I don't think we're going to have no more stars. Zion was probably going to be the last of them. You know, you got Kate Cunningham this year. But... As far as stars, like amazing stars, that's going to be gone. I think they're going to go through this G League Ignite system. 
and that's the new wave. Now, for college, it's going to make it less attractive, but I think you give more basic people and people that can grind their way up a chance now, you know. Um, it's going to be, you're going to see a lot less exciting college basketball, but you're going to see a lot of real basketball. Um, you know, you're not going to see the most athletic guys, but there's still obviously going to be talent at the D1 level. But if you're talking about five-star prospects that know they're just going to be there for one year and leave, I think this G League Ignite system is the way to go. On top of that, the NBA is, I mean, basketball in general, it's a its a global game. And with it being a global game, you can get talent from anywhere. Like like Siakam came from Africa. Like if, you, if they're talking about this African league and, you know, you never know the talent that you've got in, in Asia or even Europe, especially Europe. You're going to be able to have guys, instead of probably come out for college or play overseas, they can come in and prove themselves in this G, G League Ignite system. And it's becoming like this academy thing. So I think that's huge. I think this is the new wave. I think it's exciting. And Jonathan Kuminga and Jalen Green is going to be pioneers of it. And they're, it's, I think it's a great way to develop the game and to build the game and take away this, you know, take away that, that college basketball and the NCAA is just profiting off of these big stars and they're not getting any comp compensation for it. So it's the new wave. I like it. And speaking of the G League, my boy Robert Woodard, second round pick for the Kings this year, has been balling. He's getting himself an easy 20 piece in these first two games. Easy. He's a six, I believe he's six, seven, um, small forward. He has a, like a seven foot wingspan. Uh, I'm, what I want to see from him is shoot that three-point shot because those the shots that he's but he, he's looking like a true scorer. It looks like the competition is a little bit too easy for him to G League. I wish we could have gave him five to ten minutes, but that's fine. I'd rather him play with um, build his confidence in the G League first before we just throw him in the NBA. And my only issue, my concern, because like fuck, I kind of want him to come back to the Kings because we're I, which which is crazy what you can do, but. Um, Robert Woodard is playing with the Spurs affiliation in the bubble right now. I don't, I don't know why, but I guess, um, I don't know why, but we still have rights to him. He, he's not on the Spurs or nothing, but I am worried about the Spurs tampering for him. You know what I'm saying? What if he just falls in love with that Austin Spurs G League team and then he wants to go to the fucking Spurs? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, some fuck shit like that can happen to the Kings, <laughs> but he's been balling out. I can't wait to see him up there soon. Jemias Ramsey had his first game. I think he plays again today or tomorrow. Um, I don't know. But this G League, this new G League stuff, it's exciting. It's definitely on the rise up. Watch out for it. It's, it's transcending. It's going to transcend the way how prospects are developed and taken. And you can find a lot of good talent. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of NBA teams are not going to look for like a superstar you know, a lot of teams kind of already have a guy that they're building around. They're not going to look, you're not going to find, it's kind of rare, like you find a Chris Middleton, maybe, you know. But Pascal Siakam started off as like a, a fourth option, a third. He built himself up. Same thing with Chris Middleton. So at the end of the day, these teams are just going to be looking for roles. And I think it just comes down to, to three teams. Can you guard multiple positions? Can you space the floor? And can you be a team player? I mean, I think it's just come down to those three things. Obviously, it comes with the athleticism, but every guy that's playing at the NBA or even G League level is athletic. 
everybody's skilled. It's just what can you do to a team? And you can find a lot of guys like that in the G League. And most importantly, they're for cheap. Um, you look at the Rockets. Daniel House came from it. Um, I, think, what, I think Malik Beasley even came from it too, I want to say. Uh, but there's so many guys that's been coming up through the G League ranks. Uh, Christian Wood even. So... It's, it's interesting. You can even you can find some very good talent over there than what you can get in a top ten pick. So definitely excited for that, and I'm glad that the Kings. You know, since we got our new GM, he's had a plan, and we got two guys developing through the G League right now, just like we develop Kyle Guy, and DaQuan Jeffries, and Justin James. But I don't see too much of a future for Justin James or take DaQuan Jeffries. But Luke Walton's been talking about, like, once he gets healthy, he's going to get some minutes. I have to see it to believe it. So, whatever. But speaking of our GM, it is officially trade season. And I'm starting to see the Kings and rumors. And actually, oh, it's no longer rumors, actually. So, the first one I've been seeing, and I've seen this morning. That's why I wanted to come on here. I'm um, seeing these trade rumors, and the Celtics are interested in Harrison Barnes well I'll tell you this I don't give a fuck that they're interested in Harrison Barnes they not getting him because it just said on Bleacher Report that the Kings are not interested in trading Harrison Barnes and neither I am neither am I I don't want to fucking trade Harrison Barnes look he has the tangibles he has the leadership he has the versatility and he's been showing consistency and durability he's everything I want to build around Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. 20 million for Harrison Barnes is not bad. It's really not that bad. And I don't want nobody from the Celtics. It seems like, okay, you can get a first round pick in Aaron Naismith. I we don't need no more picks. Alright? What this team needs is a winning culture. I, you know what I'm saying? This is not fucking my GM for NBA 2K. This team needs a winning culture. And when you have that guy in the locker room, that can make oh so the difference. And I think Harrison Barnes, he's been so consistent for us. And his contract just keeps going lower and lower. It keeps going lower and lower. Sorry, there's this guy that's just hella close to me right now. Like, hella close to my car right now. I don't know why. But back to Harrison Barnes, he showed, he's shown everything that we wanted. He could play the three, he could play the four, he could play the two, he can rebound. He hits, he's been hitting three-point shot at a high clip. He's a, he's a very good slasher in the transition. He's the fucking Black Falcon. As Hassan Whiteside would say, Caw! He's been everything we want. And I'm so glad to see that Monte McNair doesn't want to trade him. So that's the first um, trade thing. But now there's even more trade rumors because we haven't been playing him this year. And the 76ers are interested in the Serbian Sniper. We haven't been playing him so we can get more minutes to the young guys. Bagley's been getting most of his minutes. And, um... Dang, where the hell did he go? But Bagley's been getting most of his minutes, and we just haven't been playing Bayalisa. I think he could be very valuable for a championship team. And if the 76ers are interested in him, if, if they just want him by himself, I would love to take Terrence Ferguson and maybe like a second-round pick. For him or if you want to throw in a first rounder that would be nice um because it's the 76ers are 28th in three-point shooting and the way they run their offense they just 
They go through Embiid, which is what they should do. And then he just needs, and all Embiid needs is the shooters around him, him and Ben Simmons. That's all they need. And again, a guy like Bayalisa, because he would be much better than what Mike Scott is giving them right now. And then you can also put Tobias at the three as well, instead of having to play him at the four. Uh, I think the Serbian sniper would be a very valuable asset to them. But here's the trade that I would want. I would say we can give them two shooters. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Why not have Buddy Heald on your team who can shoot at a high clip? And when Joel or Ben Simmons at the game, he can come in. You know, you can either have, if we can throw in Buddy Heald, they can have Buddy Heald on the team. That can help them out a lot because if Ben, say Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid is out the game and then you got Tobias in there by himself, you can have Buddy Heald in there because Buddy Heald as a six-man for us. Not saying he'll be a six-man for their team, but like, you know, as a game, as players sub in and sub out in different rotations, you can have Buddy just be the main scorer and you can just play through him. That's something they need because he can score off the dribble. And we can give you Buddy and Bayalisa. Philly. We'll give up Buddy and Bayalisa for Danny Green. Expiring contract. That will help us out. Makes $15 million. That will match up with the Buddy contract. We'll take Mike Scott off your hands. You guys don't need him no more. Y'all don't even use him. But will you? But if you want these two players, Matisse Thybulle will have to come to Sacramento. You have you guys have plenty of defenders. You guys have Ben Simmons, um, Shake Milton, he's a solid defender. You guys have Dwight Howard and Joel Embiid. Anybody will be a great defender with them. All y'all need is shooters. Y'all have unreal rim protection. You'll have two DLPY players on your team. Why not just give us Thibault for Danny Green? Y'all don't use Thibault like that like that too much. Ben Simmons can do the same things as him defensively. So give us Thibault, Danny Green, and Mike Scott, and we get you. Buddy and Lisa. And that lineup of it can be Ben Simmons, Buddy Heald, Tobias Harris, Bayalisa, or you can even go like um, Shake. You can go um, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Buddy Heald, Tobias Harris, or Joel Embiid. Whatever you want to do it, but having Buddy Heald, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris, you got all of them shooters, and then just those two. Man, I'm telling you, I'm just saying. But he gives you a lot of floor spacing. He's giving it to us. And what we'll do for the Kings, we can get another veteran in Danny Green and Mike Scott. And we got Matisse Thibault start at the small forward while Harrison starts at the four. Or he can come off the bench. And then we can finally start Tyrese Halliburton with De'Aaron Fox and get this show on the road. And we can, you know, we can switch it up. We can have Thibault at the three and Harrison at the four. We can go Harrison at three, Bagley at the four, and Bagley at the five with Harrison. The Woo! Woo! So, hopefully Philly can get that stuff done. If you guys want Bayalisa, try to take Buddy with you too. Go get that championship, Philly. Y'all competing for a championship. Y'all don't even need Thibault like that. He's just a young guy. Go get yourself a sniper. Two snipers. And Buddy. And Bayalisa. Go do it. I'm telling you. I think it'll help. Y'all already the favorites. I think that'll make y'all better. And y'all will help us 
get better with Thibuel. Thibuel is the prize. He's the best defender I've seen on Fox. I think Philly. I think Philly needs to shoot in more than they had need the defense to support Embiid because Embiid is MVP'd. Oh man, I would love to have Thibuel. But that's why I wanted to come on here and talk today. Talk about the trade, trade rumors. Harris Barnes ain't going nowhere. I'm so glad that was confirmed. And I wanted to talk about this rise of the G League system, man. Pay attention to the G League. It's going to be something interesting for the future, I'm telling you. And maybe I'll talk about a little bit more about baseball, too. I am an A's fan. I am a sad A's fan. Uh, I'll probably get into the dynamics about that. But baseball is a very unfair game. And I have, and I root for the poorest team in baseball. And that is the Oakland A's. Not only the poorest, but also the cheapest. And that's why when I have a jersey, I don't get the player's name because all we do is trade him away, like Marcus Simeon. And then we don't re-sign freaking Hendricks. But I guess we replace him anyway because that's how baseball works. And I think that's the direction that basketball is heading into because you can just find a 3 and D guy anywhere, technically. You never know. So we'll see, we'll see how things transpire. And we'll see um, when I come out with my next episode. It's fun talking on here. It's fun talking on here. And, yeah, I'm going to end it over here on Spotify now. I still upload on Podbean. You know how it goes. We'll see, probably upload tomorrow again. Who knows, maybe going a three-day streak or Sunday. You know, we already know who plays on Sunday. We got the Grizzlies versus the Kings. I'm very looking forward to that. And we also play the Magic tonight. Hopefully, we take care of business. All right, I'm going to keep it at there. Happy Lunar Year. And hope you all have a lovely day. Peace.